Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Fashion Friday. How's everyone feeling? Hopefully good. Hopefully this show finds you well and healthy. Um, Week, I don't know what it is, into stay-at-home mandate. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it. I don't even know. I'm lucky that I know the day. I keep track of the days of the week by uh, either looking at my phone, which tells me the date and time, or asking my husband, um, because they're blending all together. But I do know that every week I look forward to, um, at some point, sitting down and recording this show for you and bringing you lots of fun, lighthearted content, which I promise to do. And as I promised, I am hopefully delivering the best um, updated fashion content that is around and, and still sort of keeping with the current temperature what's happening around us. So many of you have shared with my with me personally and also socially on social media things that you're doing, think products that you're using, what you're wearing. I mean, I think this is great. I think this is wonderful that we can all sort of share what we're doing and how we're all coping. Um, as you know, I've said before, we all cope differently. I recognize that um, assuming you are healthy and hoping you are healthy and I say just stuck at home. It's not really a just. I'm one of those people um, that, you know, I'm certainly thankful and counting my blessings that my home that, again, one, I'm healthy and two, I'm in my own home. I mean, it's pretty good. It's it's more than pretty good. It's really comfortable. It's really pretty. It's obviously decorated and uh, designed the way I chose because I I have done every square inch of my house, um, and uh, it's beyond comfortable, I will say that. So I'm for- not just fortunate to have a home and have a place, but have a really beautiful place and with all of the- my lovely things, and I'm surrounded by all the things that I love in my home that make me even more comfortable. So having said that, I am going into my closet every day and just staring at my spring fashion, my spring jeans and dresses and accessories and really can't wait to wear them. So I'm sure you, you, most of you can sympathize with me. And having said that, I will tell you this, I've been thinking about, you know, what is happening to the fashion world? How is it adapting? I mean, it has no choice but to adapt. So it's interesting to see what will happen. I've noticed a few things already. Um, Lots, most retailers that don't have a strong e-commerce, they're in trouble. Um, Ones that do have a a strong e-commerce as well as brick and mortar are shifting and pivoting. And um, I know lots of gals that work in brick and mortar stores that are working from home and they are, you know, having Zoom meetings and conference calls all the time with their bosses and management and um, owners of, of brands to come up with obviously ways to stay in business as most companies are, but particularly the fashion world. One, everything is on sale. Here's what, here's what I have uh, come of it. Everything is on sale. If there's something you need, which we probably don't need much right now, but there's something you wanted or had your eye on it, if you're in that position, I know not everyone is, but if you're in the position, look at the online, look at the website of whatever brand you like. Or if there's a store that has an app, download the app. I am victim of this. And I say victim because, you know, I am in the position where I can can browse around. I'm not spending a ton of money, of course not. I'm you know, still being conservative and this 
in this time. I'm obviously not working right now, but I am fortunate enough to have a little bit of income. So I basically have been looking for the deals more than I usually do. I mean, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm a, I need it, I have to, I'm going to buy it, period. Other times when I kind of know something is not worth full price, I'll wait. Now I'm looking at everything that's on sale and only things that are on sale. And uh, I, I do this little trick. I kind of, if I'm shopping on a website or an app, I put it in my in-basket or I favorite. A lot of times you can kind of like the item and send it to your favorites and it stores it for you. And I will go back in maybe a day or two or three days, maybe even a week, and I'll look at that list again or look at what's in my in-basket or my favorites, and I will probably edit it. Most likely, I don't buy all the stuff. So I thought, wow, I should really do this more often. So I tend to do that. Do I really need that? Is it something or do I really want that? The answer is yes, I'll buy it if it's not. And sometimes, by the way, it gets marked down even further. I mean, sales are just, um, it's interesting to see what's going on. Everything is really on sale. That being said, that takes me to my next topic, shopping online. How many of you are shopping online more? How many of you are shopping online at all? I know personally I am for, first of all, necessities. So uh, the groceries that I, there's certain groceries I like to go out and buy. Um, I'm pretty picky about my produce, so I don't want to order that online and um, any poultry. But other things, essentials, obviously paper towels, toilet paper, all that kind of stuff. I buy online. Well, now I really have been looking, as most people, online to see what I can get so I don't have to make a trip out of the house. That being said, (laughs) about, oh gosh, I want to say five weeks into this whole stay-at-home mandate, I took a trip out. I needed to get out of the house. I was climbing the walls and I went to Walmart for a few essentials. I thought, well, that's one store that's going to be open. And I know I can get a lot of stuff in one spot, as opposed to what I usually do is I order a few things, then other things I go to, you know, the farmer's market, then other things I go to a specialty grocery store, like a the other things I go to a gourmet grocery store for. And I kind of pick and choose throughout the week, depending on what I need in my household. Um, and I like to get, you know, fresh fish from a certain place and meat from another place. And pro- now I'm just looking to get it all in one stop and the basics. I'm not getting as much as I usually get. So Walmart, here I come. Well, I don't go to Walmart often, I, I will admit. However, I realized, I first of all, I stopped to get shampoo and I thought, all right, well, I'm probably not going to be able... I have two types of shampoo that I use. I have very high-end, um, really good, but it works really well, pricey shampoo. It's Kerastase. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> it's fantastic. No, it's really, it's really worth the money. However, it is pricey. So I use that maybe less than 50% of the time. I'll use it right after I get my hair done to kind of keep my color in contact that I've spent money on. It helps preserve the color. It's sulfate-free, and it's really good for my hair. Then I also have drugstore brand that does pretty much the same thing, but probably not as good. I, I feel like it's not as as good. My hair doesn't feel as good as when I use the more expensive stuff. Um, a few places I don't skimp. My skin and my hair are the probably two places I don't like to skimp on on product or price, but I like to offset it a little bit. So my, my pricier shampoo will last a little bit longer if I kind of, you know, every third wash or so use my drugstore brand. So there I am, drugstore aisle, 
And I realized how many quote unquote drugstore brand beauty brands are just killing it right now because so many things were sold out. And I thought, wow, that's actually one part of the fashion industry. I use the umbrella term of, you know, we'll say fashion industry. It's beauty, but it's it's there. Um, that is is really thriving in this unfortunate time. So, you know, that made me think, like, what were some of the best things I could find? So here's what I found. Here's the takeaway. Fa- I found very similar things. I found like a, a moisturizer. So similar ingredients. It may not be the best or it, or it may be very good and does the job well. It may not, it may or may not. But if it, you can find products with similar ingredients as to what you normally buy, if you don't buy gr- drugstore brands, then it's a win. So I found some moisturizer with SPF. Is it the brand I prefer? No, it's not. But I am, again, when it comes to my skin, it is the biggest organ we have. So I like to take care of it, especially because I didn't take care of it in my 20s. And midway through 30s, I started to say, oh, I should probably use SPF. I should probably not fry my skin in the sun so much. So um, that, you know, I, I tend to get my products from my dermatologist. But when I'm out, I've got to have a backup. So drugstore products love. Loving moisturizing lip lip colors, uh, lip gloss rather. I'm not really wearing much lipstick these days, but I do always like to have some sort of uh, balm or lip gloss on my lips just for they get chapped. And um, it just, I like the way it feels. So found all this stuff. And again, my takeaway was I will check drugstores in the future. And who knew? Who knew? So I encourage you uh, to double check drugstores, double check things that you normally would buy, even Sephora, which to me is sort of mid-range. That's not expensive. Um, It's not high, high end, but it's also not drugstore prices. It's not lower end. It's kind of in the middle. And, um, you know, places like Sephora's are closed as, and so are Ulta's. So a lot of things that are sold in those two retailers are available at your local drugstore or maybe a Walmart. So check that out. It's good to know. Good to know. Okay. So while I'm staying at home, been also, of course, I feel like I've run out of things to watch on TV. Um, so I kind of went through and was digging through my, the archives in my on my computer, and I found a lot of things, a lot of fashion related, fashion business or fashion world related movies that I should, I thought I'd share with you. I thought, oh, these are some really great movies. So I started, I rewatched a couple of these already. Um, and these are not necessarily, listen, there's tons of movies with great fashion. I mean, I could be here for three days. These are movies that are actually fashion related to the fashion world. So to the business of, or, uh, or some form of the fashion world that, you know, that's the topic. So, oh, let me back up and say this. Oh, very exciting. In my, in my research, I found, um, a little, a new video it's titled Gabrielle Chanel and cinema. It's basically about the fashion icon Coco Chanel, and it is a look into her involvement and influence on the entertainment industry. It's a very short little, little video, but it, it is second in a series of videos taking sort of a deep dive into the history of Chanel the founder as well as the brand. So it was, again, it was a short little video, um, but I encourage you to take a quick peek. It was interesting. I didn't realize how much influence she had on Hollywood and not just fashion in the fashion sense, meaning in terms of um, her personality and her, uh, she introduced a lot of people to each other, yet she did not ever really get involved personally in the Hollywood scene. She refused actually. 
So she kind of stayed true to her roots, but had a huge influence on uh, people and as well as, as fashion. Okay, so other movies that I absolutely love. Okay, I've got a list. First one is called Advanced Style. By the way, most of these are documentaries. I'm a big fan of documentaries. So first one is called Advanced Style. By the way, this one is available on... Most of these are available on iTunes. This one is interesting. It's fun. It's light. It examines the lives of seven unique New Yorkers, very quirky, very eclectic women and their style and, and also how they style themselves, what their inspiration is, um, the st- what style is today, how it's changed. That sort of, um, uh, the idea about fashion and beauty and youth and how, whether they agree with that or not, sort of how their lives change. And P.S. All of the women are the ages. Are you ready? 62 to 95 years old. So having said that, I mean, we could find lots of 20 something year old women that are beautiful and very stylish, right? Or 30 something or 40 something. But women, not that women, older women don't have style. 62 to 95 that are, these are not just women with style, but their own real individual style. And I encourage you, it's very funny. They're also characters, as you can imagine. Uh, very, very different personalities and characters. So I'll leave it at that. It's called Advanced Style. Another one I love is Bill Cunningham, New York. Uh, love, love, love. If you don't know him, he's the famed photographer, well-known uh, bicycle riding, famous fashion photographer, older gentleman from New York that used to ride his bike everywhere and really known for his on-the-street uh, column. And is said to be the real inventor of street style or or the person that really brought shown a spotlight on it because um, that's what he used to photograph not just beautiful women in fashion shows but the women coming in and out of fashion shows and not only fashion models but just everyday women that were on the street that had great style so that's bill cunningham that is documentary as well Another great, great movie. This was in the movies as well. Diana Vreeland, editor of Harper's Bazaar. She was uh, years ago. She was the editor of Harper's Bazaar for about 25 years. She is famous and probably one of the most influential uh, fashion editors of all time. I mean, Anna Wintour, yes, but um, Diana Vreeland was before that, long before that. Uh, love her. She's kind of rough and gruff and sometimes abrasive extremely honest um but she and you know not the most attractive woman and she knows that <coughs> but really it's just such a full well-rounded person and uh full of personality so that is an interesting one as well it's called diana vreeland uh another favorite of mine the first monday in may love this movie this is one of my top favorites I can't tell you how many times I've watched this movie. This is basically, uh, again, it's all fashion, fashion industry related. So the first Monday in May, if you, if you aren't in the fashion industry, you probably wouldn't know what that means. It is basically always, always the opening of the art institute. So the, uh, I'm sorry, the Met Gala. So the Met Gala, it is the, the the night where all of the who's who of Hollywood and the fashion industry come together. I like to call it um, the Super Bowl of the fashion world. And um, you have to be invited, of course. Anna Wintour is usually the co-chair. 
uh, of this event. It is held at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and it is it is the open, opening of the art section, the art of, of, of the Met. And they're basically showing you, um, there's always a theme, and they're showing you all of these, the works from different designers that are sort of, um, you know, within this theme. But it's really about the who's who of who's going, and then, of course, what's there. I go every year long after the first uh, uh, evening, not to the Met Gala, but to the exhibit, because it usually is on display through September. So this documentary is all about the making of this big event, the biggest night of the year in the fashion world. So I love it. And they really talk to the curator of the Met and how he travels the world looking for different ideas and inspiration and how he kind of pulls it all together. It's pretty incredible. That's called The First Monday in May. Another lovely uh, documentary, Iris, it's called after Iris Apfel, the one and only. The, the, this documentary was when she was then 93 years old, the fashion icon who, you know, if you don't know who she is, I'm sorry for you. Um, she's fabulous. Yet another elderly woman who is known, she was originally an interior designer, but just known always for her eclectic style and her, her keen eye to both fashion and interiors. The September issue, next on my list, love, 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 love this. You can guess what it's about. is about the September issue, which uh, specifically Vogue and how they put that together. Anna Wintour is in it and mo- a lot of uh, staff from Vogue. This is also not, this is not fiction. This is another documentary. Um, and it is about how they bring together the September issue. In the fashion world, in the editorial world, the September issue is like the Bible. So it is the biggest issue of the year and is the uh, the, the biggest and probably the most expensive in terms of advertising. And all of the uh, who's who and what's what and all of that goes into the September issue of every single fashion magazine. So it's a big deal. And so this is really how they go about doing it. And pulling it all together with time crunches and budgets and etc. So interesting to see the inner workings of that. And then next on my list is one of my favorites, Scatter My Ashes at Bergdorf's. This is a fantastic documentary. It's about the history of the legendary Fifth Avenue landmark. If you don't know, you have to know. If you've never been, you've got to go. Um, love, love, love um, Bergdorf's. Uh, especially love the restaurant at the top. <laughs> but um, this is all about the store, the history of the building, the owners, the family that own, owns it. Um, what else? Uh, certain uh, customers, famous customers, I- fashion icons, and some of the salespeople that are there that are just such a huge influence on um, you know the, the overall impact of the store. And then last on my list is Valentino. Love this movie. And you guessed it. It's about the life of the designer, Valentino, who has since retired. Um, but it is about kind of just, takes place just before his retirement, probably maybe a year or so, two, maybe two years before his retirement. So it's interesting. Cameras kind of followed him around um, and in Paris, in Italy, wherever he was, and really just documented his life and, and the coming together of, again, the planning and executing of his departure from the fashion world. Super interesting. Very, very emotional, by the way. I got emotional watching it. Um, he's just, he comes, I've 
of course, have never met him, but he comes across the screen as this really, really emotional, sensitive man that is just extremely talented and, uh, you know, perfectionist for sure. So I encourage you to watch that. So those are my picks for some movies while we're all staying at home if you're looking for a little fashion inspiration. Okay, so... If movie's not your thing, but you say, I'm sick of wearing sweats and color is your thing, I got you covered. Coming up after the break, color therapy, how it changes you. It does. Color affects your mood. Trust me. There's a reason why doctor's offices aren't painted bright pink. There's a reason why, um, you know, a school bus is yellow and not black. There's a reason why, you know, uh, a black suit is or a red suit is called a power suit. You'll you'll want to hear this. My color therapy report coming up just after the break. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, here it is, my color therapy report. So think about this. Days of depression, there's a reason why everyone wore gray and black. They're depressed. I get it. Um, You think about uh, other things like happy times, weddings, uh, parties, bat mitzvahs, graduations. People sometimes might wear black, but usually, I mean, a bride is wearing white. She's wearing white for different reasons, but generally the tradition is to wear white. And most people, unless it's a black tie affair, most people are wearing color or some sort of happier color. And there's a reason for that. You know, uh, if you go in any pre-K schoolroom or even a grade school schoolroom, it's, I'm guessing, 99.9% of the time, I'm guessing 100% of the time, it's not going to be painted black or there's not going to be a lot of dark color. There's going to be lighter colors, upbeat colors. You know, if you go into a doctor's office, it is not going to be a dark gray gloomy color if it is you're at the wrong doctor um you know so there's um definitely a study in color and i'm not going to review that today but i will share with you some of the colors that are um popping up all over the spring runways for spring summer 2020 and uh some ideas on how to wear them like what they look like some of them have unusual names like saffron like exactly what color is saffron um so i wanted to talk really briefly about some of these colors and how we can start wearing them now. I think especially now we've got to do that. Um, The other day I got dressed and I wasn't in pajamas or sweats. I put on jeans, I put on a cute shirt, and I actually put on jewelry, okay, for the first time in a long time. 
just a, a cute necklace that I had that I hadn't had the chance to wear yet. And I was only going to the grocery store. But let me tell you, it helped. It really did. I felt good. I felt like, you know, okay, things aren't so bad. And I just felt a little bit more upbeat. So having said that, here we go. All right. First on my list, this is Pantone Colors of the Year, by the way. Um, and there's a huge list. They actually break this down from city to city. But I'm just kind of taking it the generalized list. And um, these were actually uh, trending more in New York than anywhere. So first of all, Flame Scarlet is number one on the list. I love this color. I think this might be my favorite color. So Flame Scarlet is sort of a very bright red-orange. It's a warmer color. Um, it's yes, it's going to look good. Actually, it'll look good on, on fair skin people as well, but I really love this color on olive skin people. Um, just because you've got that neutral warm tones in your skin. And I love this color. This really exudes confidence and determination. This is said by Pantone, by the way, the color Institute. Saffron is another one that is, yes, it's a yellow, but there are many different shades of yellow. It's more of a very, very rich yellow. It's not a light yellow. It's not soft. It's kind of a very saturated yellow. Classic blue, which is happens to be the color of the year, is named by Pantone. This is really an easy color for everyone to wear. All skin tones, all or all obviously both genders, but all hair types and hair color. Um, it's really a, more of a I wouldn't call it a confidence color. So a loving, just a really classic blue, not too dark, not too light, right there in the middle. Another favorite of mine, Biscay Green. By the way, green was everywhere, different shades of green. So if you had to pick one color, I would say go with green. There was, so there was chive, there's Biscay Green, there's pistachio, and there was herbal green, which I saw. So kind of self-explanatory there. The Biscay Green is more of an aqua shade, um, sort of like cleansing water. Chive is, of course, more of an herbal olivey green. And um, then there was a little bit brighter green, like a leafy green. Uh, also on the list, orange peel and sunlight. Loved these two. So orange peels, you guessed it, orange, but it's more of like a zesty. If I had to describe it, I would say it's an orange with some zest, with some pizzazz. It's not bright. It's not pastel. It's like orange. Um, not for the faint of heart. Sunlight is sort of a yellow. It's more of like a butter yellow. So this is more of a softer yellow. Very different from saffron. This is something that I think blondes would look great in this color. Um, but it's much, much softer, softer color. Easier to wear than saffron. Could go great with a, with a gray or a navy. Coral pink was another one that kind of was everywhere. Um, coral pink, I think, again, this is a warm pink. So if you say, well, I'm not a pink person, you might want to look at coral pink. It's definitely an orangey pink with a very neutral base. So when I say that, it just means it has a lot of brown in it. It's grounded. It's not a bright, bright color, and it's not something that would be difficult to wear. You could easily mix this with a blue, a navy, a gray, um, a brown even, um, a camel would be beautiful. So some ideas for you to try. Those are the colors that I'm loving and that happen to be on trend report for this spring summer season. Try it. Wear one color and, you know, see how your mood changes. See if you feel just a little bit better. You know, every little bit counts. And I think it's important to kind of do what we feel is best for ourselves and increasing our comfort level is important. 
especially now. So uh, that'll do it for this, this week's show. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday. And don't forget to follow me on social media. I am on all of the above, um, but probably most active on Instagram. And my handle is at wardrobe underscore envy. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'll still see you next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH and WGCH.com anywhere. And don't forget to listen to my podcast. If you missed this one, check it out on the WGCH website. Go, go, go.